police in the morning. Remember nothing, mainly because you've just been brought back from the dead by your wife who tells you that your name is Henry. Five minutes later, you're being shot at. Your wife has been kidnapped, and you should probably get back to her. You're also in the unfamiliar city of Moscow, and everyone wants you dead. If you can survive the insanity and solve the mystery, you might just discover your purpose and the truth behind your identity. Strap in for a wild ride that critics are calling a revolutionary movie experience. IndieWire. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. Your are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are the second week of February here where beauty is in the eye of the beholder month, so everything is going to be in the first person view. And we're taking a look at the 2015 film Hardcore Henry. Another movie that's pretending to be a video game. Uh, kind of, sort of, but not More, as much as the last yeah, one. But very sort of. So, let you heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties top and bottom three. I want to start with the top this time. Sounds good to me. Um, and, you know, just spoilers abound, friends. So, if you haven't seen it and want to, and, you know, whatever, fuck off and watch it. There's not much, it's... Once you know what the movie is, it's kind of hard to spoil it, because it's just, you know, stuff happening for the most part. So, number three. The rooftop scene at the end of the film. Henry has to, you know, face down, like, a hundred or so fucking cyber robot ultra mega soldiers or something after, you know, he gets the final upgrade of the game. And uh, it's a pretty epic showdown, not gonna lie. Fun, exciting, lots of bloodshed, lots of action. There's a lot that led up to it, too. Like, there are a lot of smaller fights leading up to that giant battle. Number and then a boss fight. Number two. The action and the stunts in general in this movie are pretty well done and really entertaining. I mean, like Paul said, there are so many little fights and other battle scenes that lead up to the final one on the rooftop. And they're all just pretty cool. And for it to be done in the first person, and, you know, for pretty much most of this movie, it's... Or all of the movie, probably. It's just a guy wearing a GoPro. So, like, all the stuff is actually being done with, you know, practical effects interspersed with some CGI stuff. But everything that the actor is doing seemingly is actually being done in one way or another. And that's pretty cool. And number one, the Legion of Jimmies. Throughout this movie, you are constantly reintroduced to a character named Jimmy. The same actor, just in a different outfit, with a different personality, and all badass in their own kind of ways. Oh yeah, each, each one was likable, no matter how different they were. And each one had a different specialty. And, uh, I mean, They're all Jimmy deep down. In a movie where you're the main character and you don't have a voice and you're actually pretty badass yourself, somehow Jimmy seems to outclass you every time. Yeah, I mean, when you got a friend like Jimmy, you really don't need to talk because he does all the talking for you. So, there you have it. Number one, the action in this movie was just phenomenal. It's just a non-stop, fast-paced, anything-can-happen kind of insane shit, shit show. And there wasn't a single moment watching it where I was actually bored. I, was, I had fun the entire time. Number two, the director definitely nailed the feel of a first-person shooter. There were little things um, like the way they picked up weapons, the way you turn, like, shoot somebody on the side, uh, ducking around corners that 
um, acquiring a friggin' silencer um, that just reminded me of um, playing a certain first-person shooters. So I I definitely um, can say they got that correct in more ways than I thought they would have, and it made for a fun and very unique experience. But what I, and what I have to say that like with this one that it made it feel more like a movie than a video game is some of the stuff and how fast paced the the movie runs keeps it just past that barrier of it's a video game feel and that was one of the problems with Hotel Inferno last week is it moved so slow and there was really nothing out of the ordinary or super crazy that happened that took it out of that realm of it's just a generic first person shooter I mean, even, like, the plot and the structure of everything was a, was a video game. You've got guy who's in situation. There's an, ex- there's an attack or something that leads him to have to take action and fight stuff. He's, you know, looking for, you know, his wife, who would, I guess would be the princess in some games. Um, there's the character that explains the plot to you, which is all the Jimmies, and, you know, the villain at the end who's got some power that nobody else has to make for an epic showdown at the end. It, it, it's it's a video game that, that you can't play. And number one, the best part of this movie, like Corey said, was without a doubt, Jimmy. He just kind of pops up out of nowhere, random places to explain the plot to Jimmy, uh, tell him what was going on because, you know, it was anybody's guess. And he, you know, every time he pops up, you know, there's going to be a big shootout against events bad guys and you know each time like Corey said he's got a different persona sometimes he's a hippie sometimes he's snorting coke in a strip club other times he's wearing a sweater vest and sometimes there's a bunch of jimmies just you know singing a musical number you never know what you're gonna get with him and it's just a lot of fun he's an amazing character well on to what was bad of this movie then the the bottom for me number three the musical number by Jimmy, although fairly entertaining, is pretty pointless and really seems to be out of sync with the tone of the rest of the movie. I understand it's Jimmy just, you know, showing off his technology and everything, but that was the only part of the movie where I was like, yeah, I could do without this. I want to say that was a video game reference, but I, I don't think it was. I'm going to pretend it was anyway. Yeah, it was probably from some Time Splitters game. Number two. Duke Nukem, like, 80, 85 or something, I don't know. Aiken is a really annoying and generic villain. He's not a likable villain, but he's not, like, dislikable enough that you're like, I hate him so much. You're just kind of like, yeah, can we just get to more, like, shootouts and fun stuff happening? He's always talking and never killing the main character, even though he has the chance to kill him, like, what, seven times throughout the movie? Like, he's just a really bad villain. He'll just be there, it's like, hey, do you remember me? I'm a dick. Let me show off my psychic powers. Oh, and I'm gonna say how I'm going to fuck your wife later today. Like, that's his whole personality. And I'm like, wow. Basically. Could have done so much better. And number one. You know, in this movie, I never thought there, there would be a moment where I was like, Man, that was a tearjerker. Oh, I'm sad, but... When Jimmy finally dies, the real Jimmy... Like, it really is a sad moment. Because you got to meet him so many times. And, you know, he's he, he explains everything, and he's got... 
his doppelganger fucking Cybermen people things that he controls. And then he goes and dies on us. Like, what the fuck, man? This you were supposed ending. to be there. See it through to the end, Jimmy. Thus ending the Jimmy dynasty. Very sad. R.I.P., brother. Our number three. Okay, so for being a cyborg, you'd think Henry would have, you know, some superhuman abilities, which I guess he kind of has. He is, I guess, above average strength. Um, he has the ability to fall a lot. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> some things happen that he probably shouldn't have survived, but he did. Like, we get shot in the head. He falls out of a plane, I think it was. But for the most part, he's speed and agility and just all the stuff he does. It's just very, it's just typical of an athletic man, a regular athletic man. It was not as impressive as I thought it would be, which I ultimately didn't care. But why give him like the fake arms and all that other stuff? You really weren't going to do anything with it. I mean, it's not until he gets his upgrade at the very end of the movie that he actually does stuff that seems like more than a regular person could do. And even that, he didn't really do that much. Like, he's got a slight strength increase, but, I mean, he went from, like, being able to bench, of like, 150 pounds to 200 pounds. It's, you know, a, it's an increase, but it's not, like, super, like, it's not super impressive. He went from, like, a strength 2 out of 10 to a strength 4 out of 10. I can do 15 push-ups to 25 push-ups. <laughs> Um, number two, like Corey said, I also wasn't a fan of Aiken or whatever his name is, the blonde effeminate guy with the psychic powers, the, the antagonist of the film. I enjoyed the fact that he was just a generic villain doing evil villain stuff, you know, just so that Henry would have an objective, but I found him more annoying than anything else. I didn't really necessarily want to kill him, I kind of just wanted to punch him in the face, maybe strangle him, but he just kind of came off as, you know, the type of guy who would, like, go up to a guy who's much bigger than him, sucker punch him, and go, catch me if you can, ooh, it's, I, I just, I just thought he was annoying, like, though his psychic powers were pretty cool, and it made for a pretty awesome, um, final boss fight, which overall was the entire point, so, you know, can't get everything. And number one, just like Hotel Inferno, this movie is a video game that you can't play. It's an action movie shown from a first-person perspective in order to simulate the feeling of a first-person shooter without actually allowing you to play it. It's kind of a weird concept, which I really don't get why it exists, because you can get the same experience from playing most modern shooters in this came out in 2015, so it's not like that wasn't a concept already. It's where they got the concept for this. It was done well, and um, I enjoyed watching it for the most part, but there, and, you know, at least there was a reason given as to why you're in, you know, Henry, viewing things through Henry's perspective, unlike Hotel Inferno. But when all is said and done, and the movie's over, and I'm sitting in front of my TV, I just can't help ask, why? Something that we didn't mention is the dialogue of this film. So let's give ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'm going to start us off with, 
All you gotta do is break in there, kill him, open up his ribcage, take out his beating heart, and fucking eat it. The fuck you think I have arms for? You're half machine, half pussy. That it's gotta be the gayest jacket I've ever seen. Fuck you too, but mostly, thanks. Who is time for icky ethics when he's rich, rich in his cockworks? We got bacon on our tail. A grenade a day keeps the enemy at bay. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 1 out of 10. I gave it a 2 out of 10. Pretty simply, Hardcore Henry is what a first-person movie should be. Crazy, action-filled, and physically impossible. That being said, it feels more like a movie than a video game that can't be played. There's plenty of action, and Jimmy's come together to make this one good time that, you know, someone won't soon forget. Hardcore Henry is designed to look like a first-person shooter, complete with tutorials, power-ups, and a changing arsenal. And I think there is even an escort mission somewhere in there. However, it's a movie, so you can't control what's happening. It's not the worst idea ever, but I'm not particularly a fan of it, because if I'm going to find myself in the shoes of some cyborg being hunted down by mobsters getting and getting into shootouts throughout all of Russia, I'd personally like to have some kind of control over how shit plays out. It's not like video games in 2015 didn't already have interactive stories that played just like movies, and, you know, graphics have been pretty decent for a while, so it's not like they were they were close enough to being real realistic. It was just kind of a weird gimmick. That being said, Hardcore Henry was a lot of fun to watch. There were a lot of video game cliches and references, and it made for a lot of a lot of awesome action scenes that were shown in, in, in an interesting way. And while I wasn't personally a fan of the first person perspective, I gotta say it was unique and done in the best way it could have possibly been done. The story is a complete mess, but that's okay, because it just kind of reminded me that it didn't really matter why shit was blowing up or people's heads were being blown off. It was happening, and that's all that really mattered. Hardcore Henry makes the most out of a kind of dumb gimmick and creates a fun, fast-paced action fest that I'm honestly glad I decided to watch. So there you have it, a 2 out of 10 from Paul and a 1 out of 10 from me. But in case you didn't like it, there's always ways that you can drink away this flick, drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink, let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this, friends, but remember, drink responsibly. Number one, every time there's static in Henry's eyes, take a drink. Number two, every time Henry acquires a new weapon, take a drink. Number three, whenever Henry uses his parkour skills, take a drink. Number four, anytime Aiken uses psychic powers, take a drink. And number five, of course, because its beauty is in the eye of the beholder month, every time someone pays attention to you, the main character, take a drink. Every time Henry goes undergoes some kind of procedure or upgrade, take a drink. Every time you hear shouting in Russian, take a drink. Every time Estelle randomly appears on screen, take a drink. And every time a new Jimmy appears, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-movie related, you can let us comment on their iTunes or SoundCloud. 
You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros. My personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com. We have new series each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are provided below. We've come to the end of week two of Beauties in the Eye of the Beholder month. So let's rank the movies we've seen, and I think it's fairly obvious in the number two spot so far is Hotel Inferno. While it was kind of a fun first-person horror film, it really just was more disappointing than anything that you couldn't control anything that the character did. Number one, Hardcore Henry. Although you can't control what he did, he's a lot more badass than the guy from Hotel Inferno, and a lot more fun to be with. Yeah, I had the same ranking. I felt like Hotel Inferno was like almost like a demo for um, for Hardcore Henry, and then you got to the actual game, and it was um, a lot more fun. They fixed some of the bugs. They, you know, had some new game mechanics. Uh, it was it was, it, it was it, the evolution of it. It was the seven hour tutorial for a ten hour game. It's one way of putting it. Well, next week, as we keep in touch with our first-person perspectives, we're going to take a look at the 2007 film Record. Oh, boy. Back to horror, back to found footage. And away from video games that you can't play. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs>